Welcome to the Digital Download Podcast. I'm Lauren, Scottish Murmurs. And I'm Lucy, Creative Calm. And today we are going to delve into one of the biggest trends of 2019. ASMR. We're going to look at what it is. And what it isn't. And we're going to talk about why you should be paying attention. So sit back, relax and enjoy. This is Digital Download, a podcast that explores the latest thinking in digital communications, PR and social media. Here's your host, Paul Sutton. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about ASMR, which has been getting a huge amount of attention just recently from from marketers. And I have with me Lauren and Lucy, who are also known as Scottish Murmurs and Creative Calm, two ASMR artists. And between you guys, you have, I looked this up, you have about 400,000 YouTube subscribers, which I find quite astounding. Yeah, it is a little bit crazy to us as well. Yes. (laughs) I mean, this is kind of like, I'm not going to lie and say I even knew what ASMR was going back sort of three months. This is a whole new world to me. And (laughs) I feel a bit intimidated by it. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, do you just want to start by explaining what ASMR is? Yeah. So... ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And what it basically is, is that sort of tingly feeling that you sometimes feel like kind of the top of your head and all the way down your spine. And it can be triggered by like, so a lot of people would get it if somebody was stroking their back or, you know, playing with their hair. But that can also be triggered by different sounds, visual triggers, etc. And there's this huge kind of online platform now for videos dedicated to this sensation because it can help with things like depression, anxiety, people who just want to kind of relax. Would you see the same, Lucy? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just people are calling it a sort of new trend now but it's been around for years and years and it's beginning to be more and more studied now and researched to to show as a legitimate way that you know the mind and body can relax so it's a really interesting thing that's starting to come to the forefront more and more now especially in the media as well absolutely yeah like I say I came across this first about I suppose about three months ago two or three months ago and I've kind of researched it a bit since then. And you referred to them when you were talking about that tingly feeling. I think a lot of people won't actually get what that feeling is. And I understand it, but I, I don't get this response from ASMR videos. Do you do you guys both experience ASMR? Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. Okay, so how would you describe this this sensation? So I suppose if you don't experience it, I think the closest way to describe it would be maybe goosebumps. I don't know yeah. if you would agree. Um, it's just something that it starts at the top of your head, like your scalp, and it just kind of works your way down. It it just 
relaxes your whole body it's just like that overwhelming sensation of just feeling relaxed it's almost like that feeling you get just before you you know like if you were to like shiver like you kind of get like a oh yeah like it's yeah. like yeah. that sort of feeling but a lot more um like re- completely relaxes yes. you okay and it's funny you say about relaxing as well because again when i've been researching this you get two very diverse reactions to this some people and i've asked friends about this so, so let me just tell you what a couple of friends have said about this mm-hmm. so this guy called tom i put I put a post out about this he said for, for him that it's really impactful asmr he said almost to the point of stopping him from doing anything else like he's kind of getting into a warm bath after going out for the cold for ages which okay fine <laughs> another guy said it's hypnotic and that's all he wants to admit <laughs> okay let's leave that one but then you get you get an absolute opposite reaction where some people just cannot stand it some people have said to me they find it really creepy it makes people feel uncomfortable uh, someone said about watching a particular ASMR video, and, and this wasn't one of you guys, but it's, she said it's like watching Nigella on a mind-altering substance. And it's so, so there's this real diverse reaction to it, which I find really quite fascinating. Yeah, I think um, there is the thing that's like opposite to ASMR, someone who really has a hatred of that kind of sound, something called misophonia. Or mis- right. Mis- misophonia. Yeah. Um, and it is that kind of complete opposite reaction to ASMR. I mean, when you listen to ASMR, you are supposed to feel, you know, completely relaxed and calm. And then on that opposite end of the spectrum, you have people who, you know, it could almost make their skin crawl, but in, in the bad sense. Yeah. So, I think that is the other side of it. It tends to be whispering that people have that reaction to because people at first mm. are a bit like, oh, like that feels really uncomfortable. Like I know when I first started listening, I was like, oh, I don't I don't really mm. quite know this feels a bit weird. Like I'm not quite yep. sure how I feel about this. And yep. um, so I can totally understand that reaction. But it's like we said before, people if people don't like that it's fine there's so many different types of asmr videos yeah. that because we like to think of it as quiet entertainment yeah so we don't necessarily we don't feel that you have to experience the tingles to enjoy okay. ASMR videos it's just labeled under that like this is just like quiet youtube you know like if you come in from a really stressful day at work and you just want to sit down and you want you know videos are so loud and imagine you are going to turn on netflix or Mm -hmm. you know another streaming service and you know you're gonna tune into your favorite program but actually you know you've had a hard day maybe been commuting or whatever and you just want to watch something that's still entertaining but just more relaxing and that's where this side especially that lauren and i focus on Mm -hmm. which is more of this quiet entertainment side i mean it's called role playing however i don't I don't particularly like that term. <laughs> for us, it is it is more about the entertainment side and characterization, right. but it is just that different form of of entertainment and just listening to someone who's either softly speaking or whispering and just getting that same kind of response of thinking, oh, I'm really enjoying watching this, but at the same time, I'm calming down, I'm I'm winding down for the night. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and the videos tend to take the form of. Like you say, someone either whispering or talking very softly at a slow pace. And there's lots of sound in them as well, whether that's, I don't know, be all sorts of things. But like, you know, 
tapping on a glass and all that sort of stuff. (laughs) And there's a lot made of of the stereo effect of it as well, which unfortunately we can't replicate on this podcast, but going from one ear to the other. So there's a lot of different elements to it. How did you get involved in doing that in the first place? So for me, it was when I was at university and I was in like a, it was a physiology lecture and we were listening. It was like, it was called 3D Barbershop. It wasn't ASMR, but it was using um, different microphones, binaural microphones, to create that 3D experience. Okay. And the, we were doing like hearing, and so this, the lecturer was like, oh, you need to watch this. And so I really, really enjoyed listening to it. It was really, I don't know, it just felt really cool like to listen to something in like 3D. So when I went home, I like searched this uh, video again, and in the suggestions were some of these ASMR videos. Okay. Now, this was going back about three, no, more than that. Yeah. It was about five years ago, actually. I then decided to kind of listen to them at first, and I thought, this is this bit odd. This is a bit weird. <laughs> so, I was to, so I was trying to find more videos similar to this sort of 3D sound, and eventually I started listening to them more. And I'm somebody who I love listening to classical music, etc. When I'm studying, I have to listen to something. Mm, so I was listening to all these like playlists of classical music, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to start listening to those kind of ASMR videos. And that's how I really got into it, and really, I probably listened for about two years before I decided to actually create my own channel yeah and um and for me it was actually a a friend about four or five years ago who knew someone who was doing ASMR and he was saying oh I know I know someone who whispers on YouTube and I thought oh that's a it's a bit strange <laughs> um, and I, I went to look it up and I came across you know what is ASMR and I realized that it's something I'd experienced that feeling before um, especially when you know maybe going to get my hair cut something like that being at a doctor's appointment and I just I started to look into it more and at the time I was um, going through some family loss and I think I was I was quite depressed and I was suffering with anxiety and I started to watch it myself and then I thought one day you know what one evening I thought let's just get my phone out and just try recording a video and I think I recorded myself reading a Nigella cookbook (laughs) and um, I remember getting a really good response from it and then um, I ended up getting a new job and I didn't record for around a year after that but then I'd in that meantime gained a few thousand subscribers and I came back to it and it just kind of set off from there and it's just it's such a lovely online community the people in it are just so so lovely creators and viewers and I think it's just that thing of for me it helped almost really cure my depression that I was feeling um because it was that sense of comfort not just from viewing but also from like that community experience um and knowing as well that you know I'm helping people who may have felt like me and who may be going through some things or who may just want to relax so I think it's that combination of I got in into it to kind of help myself but also now I stay in it to help others okay yeah. okay you talked there about the format of some of the videos being kind of role-playing and I understand mm-hmm. well actually it's, it's relevant I understand why you don't want to use that terminology mm-hmm. because there's a lot of confusion out there between the sensual nature of videos mm-hmm. and perhaps the sexual nature of some of the videos and they're not sexual at all but how do you feel about that how do you I mean do you just ignore that the people who who, are, who misunderstand it as a sexual thing yeah because I think it's 
it's more on the person you know we saw that um that study from was it Sheffield University Sheffield University yeah and the response was quite clear in the sense that somebody cannot feel that sort of heart racing yeah. <laughs> impulse. It doesn't, it doesn't create arousal. Yeah. It doesn't create arousal. They, they, they so we, we know the research yeah. states that you cannot feel that way. So if somebody states that they do feel that way, then that is on them. That's their own kind of personal experience. If they want to sit and watch an ASMR video and become aroused, that's on them, but that's not why they're yeah. created. And that's not the response that ASMR is designed to create. So it's sort of irrelevant if they feel that yeah. way in a way. Yeah, it's like, it's like a massage. So like yes. you would get a massage and like it's sensual. Yes. But if people don't go to get a massage yeah. to, you know, <laughs> get aroused, <laughs> but you do get some people out there that probably do yeah so that I would say that's the same for YouTube videos it's just been really unfortunate for us actually in the community where because you can make money on YouTube right so you can money anything that you like can make money from, on YouTube yeah, yeah any, anything any anything genre. on YouTube so because you can make money and I think especially with the ASMR community so it's to help people sleep and YouTube run it works by watch time so you probably get more money if you can get people watching mm-hmm. your videos for longer so with ASMR people are falling asleep <laughs> to videos so the watch I'm generally higher so you can then create you can probably get quite a lot of money from ASMR from Mm. especially the really big channels and people know that so if they can exploit it in a way make it more sexual because sex sells Mm. get more viewers in then then they know that they can make a lot of money and that's what's being really frustrating I think for us because we're totally against that like this is not what we want the ASMR tag to be used for but people do that with every genre on YouTube. So that's it's just we're getting, because people don't understand ASMR, we're getting kind of the negative side of that. We'll come back to the community in a minute, but have you guys seen a big rise in interest in ASMR in the last, I don't know, nine months, two years, you know, recently? Hugely. Massive. Huge. Okay. And, and any particular time frame against that, or has it just been growing steadily? I think it's just been growing steadily, but I think we've noticed it really within the last year, year and a half, I would say. Um, I mean, it started, I think, I don't know when Ikea put out an advert, but Ikea did a 20-minute video. And then, I mean, Dove has done it. Um, Was it Renault? Yeah, Renault have done it. There are lots of brands that have been doing it, and then more recently, you know, it's been at the Super Bowl. And, I mean, I I think brands are just looking for a new way to advertise and with asmr it's almost that soft sell it's kind of that subliminal kind of advertising in a way so i think it's just something that is continuing to grow you know still so it's quite exciting to see where it's gonna it's gonna end up really yeah because like in america and i think they were saying in in january Mm. asmr was the most searched term on youtube Okay. So to get to that point mm. is is incredible. Yeah, I mean, January, I can believe that actually because that was when the the Michelob Super Bowl ad. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and I had a look at that just the other day. And for anyone who hasn't seen this, it's worth looking up as a yeah. as a good example of how a brand can use ASMR really. But it featured Zoe Kravitz. And it's got 15 million views now. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me that it's suddenly been propelled into the mainstream because of that. But like you say, there are plenty of other examples. The one that brought it to my attention was National Rail in this country. Oh, yes, Emma. Emma, yeah. With Emma, that's right. Emma Whispers Red, who, I mean, that's that's only, only 
only got sort of 45,000 odd views when I looked at it. But, mm. you know, it's still, that's a sizable amount of views for effectively a branded video. And especially when, like you say, it's, it's, not, it's not an advert, really. It's just content. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think it's not just with YouTube, but I think the way we advertise in general is changing. You know, we used to use bloggers and brands would you know yeah. be doing things like hauls and things like that and now in a way if you look at lots of vlogging channels and people on social media who've got all these millions of subscribers actually if you look at their kind of video views or their post likes it's actually not that high in proportion to the amount of people subscribed to them so brands are looking for almost these more niche options Yep. like ASMR, because ASMR still effectively is a niche, mm. um, even though it's still growing hugely. But I think that's why brands are kind of looking, because they know that the watch time is higher. And yes. the people who are actually interested in that ASMR are much more likely to watch the majority of the video rather than if they just place it in, you know, with somebody who's got millions of subscribers who, you know, will just do a quick product placement. Absolutely. And the, the number of views on an a typical ASMR video are very high compared to a lot of other videos out there. So it, it's not surprising to me that it's attractive. But although you cited quite a few examples of brands there who have done stuff, people still seem to be quite perhaps nervous of it or not willing to embrace it and I I mean my perception is there's probably two reasons for that firstly they don't have the reaction to it so therefore you don't understand it and secondly perhaps brands are a bit scared off by this kind of sexual misunderstanding that we talked about do you think that's a fair assessment absolutely I, th I think so and I think obviously it's still so recent having kind of gotten into the mainstream and I think actually brands will see how successful other brands have been using ASMR and I think perhaps their understanding once it becomes more mainstream I think they'll maybe be a bit more interested um, as the months go on in using it for advertisement yeah I do I think it's just taking a little bit of time to be understood by the general public Mm. And also, there's not m too many brands in the UK who have done it. No. Yeah, so there is a huge market there. And I think we will, you know, we will, especially this year, I think we definitely will be seeing more, especially like, you know, with National Rail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would imagine we'd be beginning to see more and more brands, especially in the UK, doing it. And that. we find, like, tele like obviously, like you've seen as well, like BBC would be more interested mm -hmm. in it. I think when you kind of bigger kind of broadcasting channels like that that are interested in it, then hopefully that will set a precedent for... Yeah, other advertisers. Exactly. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, or even if you're not, Digital Download Live takes place in May this year in London. This is the third year it'll be run, and it's going to be a fantastic day of presentations, audience-led Q&As, and interactive workshops. Digital Download Live is not one of those conferences where you go and sit passively in a huge auditorium listening to people talk for six hours. You'll meet like-minded individuals, you'll discuss ideas and opinions, and you'll get your hands dirty in highly practical sessions. This year we're covering topics including the conflict between technology and humanity in marketing, voice marketing through smart speakers, authority link building, AI tools for communications people, paid social media, Instagram creativity, and brand transparency. For more information and booking details, go to ddl19.co.uk. That's ddl19.co.uk. I hope to see you there.
When it comes to the format of ASMR, why do you think video is important to it when it is, well, I was going to say when it is primarily a, a, an audio media form, but is it? I mean, how much does the, the, the sight part of it come into it? For me, a lot of the time, I'll end up watching maybe the first five, ten minutes of the video before maybe I'll turn my phone over right. or I'll put my laptop screen down and then I'll try to go to sleep. But then again, if I'm watching something earlier in the evening or even in the middle of the day, if I just want to chill out a bit, you know, I'll, I'll watch the whole video because it is just another form of entertainment. But at the same time, there are also lots of visual triggers. So, for example, if somebody is um, doing something like, plucking or kind of like the energy things the reiki yeah. and things even like, like that hand movements and and role plays just things like that um it's it's good to have that visual element it's it's very much the sound of course it yeah. is yeah you know that is at the forefront but having that visual I, th- I think it's equally important I don't think it would do as well if it was just pure sound okay. I think having that visual is important so going back to the community then, you t- you've talked about how nice the community is in terms of both the people who watch the videos and engage with you guys and in terms of the community of people who actually produce the, the videos. What sorts of people are there in that community? I mean, is there a typical sort of demographic or is it how, how diverse is it? It's, it's so diverse. Like a lot of people's misconception is, oh, it's male. It would be like old males yeah. or something like that. But it's really not. It's a huge range of individuals. It changes per video. Some can be more female heavy. Some can be more male heavy. Some can be older. Some could be younger. It completely changes. That's that's where I think ASMR is so great because it, it's accessible to anyone. Yeah. And there's um there's uh different like channels like children ASMR yes. stuff as well for children, okay. um because children are re- are really tend to be quite responsive to ASMR actually, so you get like kind of children channels and things, so it, it is really accessible to any age. And it's the same with content creators as well, you know, all ages. It's mm-hmm. it's you know it's really broad across the board. You've got like that there's that like really young children doing it as we said before, but then there's that really old guy that does it as well. Yeah, yeah, and he's really popular. He's got like he hundreds is. of thousands. He so- that's exciting to have such a mix i think yeah Yeah, absolutely okay (laughs) see this is this like i said this is a whole new world to me it really is (laughs) have you guys had much interest from marketers and brands at this stage or do you think it's still quite early for that in this country at least yeah i mean I, i personally regularly work with brands and it can be it can be anything i mean i've done lots of things with clothing brands technology brands what sort of work I have to pull up some of my videos to remind myself. <laughs> but I mean, re- recently I've done one for um, a CBD oil company. So obviously, CBD is becoming a very popular form of to help you relax uh-huh. um, as a kind of alternative thing. Um, so I incorporated that into a video, and that got one hundred and thirty thousand okay. views, something like that. What else have I worked with recently? You done the pillow. Uh, yes, the pillow. So there was a um, sleep pillow, basically, that had um, stereo sound integrated okay. into it. So you could listen to your ASMR just okay. through the pillow. So things like that. Um, I mean, just other products like watches, things like that. Just 
say if I was doing a um, a luxury store role play, which is something that I do on my channel. So I integrate luxury products into it. So there's a, quite a luxury watch brand. And so I integrated that. And it's just anything that can be integrated into a video as part of the video, if that makes sense, rather yep. than making it like a sales yep. pitch. And whether it can be a service, be anything, it could yeah. be it could be a service, it could be a product, it could be anything. And I think because we have such a, a captive audience, you know, my main audience is 18 to 34 year olds. That's my main okay. audience. And so and that really is the audience that most marketers really mm -hmm. want to capture. If a brand knows that and they know that the watch time is high, the views are a lot higher, really you, your options are kind of limitless for what you can do and what you can work with as an ASMR channel now. So how do they kind of approach? I mean, do they give you a a free reign brief on what they want you to do or are some of them quite prescriptive? I mean, because someone described this to me, which I thought was quite good, is, is that ASMR is effectively like anti-advertising. Yeah. Because... You know, the videos draw you in rather than get that side of in instant reaction. The National Rail one being a prime example, there's no call to action in that whatsoever. Nothing happens. It's just 25 minutes yeah. of effectively ASMR, but it, it is an ad. Yeah. How, how do brands approach you about it? So they'll typically um, come with an idea of what they want. Lots of them um, will come and just say, look, we, we like your channel. We like what you do. And we think you would represent the brand well. Do you, what do you think you could do with our product or service? So a lot of them just come like that. Other times they'll come with a full script that you have okay. to work with. 99% of my videos are improv even like my role plays and everything. So I don't I don't love working to a script. So I just let the brands know that and I let them know what I can achieve. And, you know, most of the times brands are willing to listen because you know your audience better than they do. Yes. So they want to know what you think would be best. And a lot of the times brands will come and they say, right, we need a call to action. And I'll say, well, if somebody's trying to relax and fall asleep, they don't want to be told to head to the website now and use the discount code. You know, they want something softer. So a lot of the times in the videos that I've done, it will just, well, for example, I was sent a treadmill and and um, it was a folding treadmill. I was very grateful to receive okay. it. And I kind of said to this brand what, you know, I thought I could do with it, but really they were, they were mainly interested in me just pushing them to the website. And I said, okay, well, how about if we do something where the treadmill is the main focus of the video, but actually I'm overlaying a motivational fitness audio over the top of it. So it was me um, stood on the treadmill for 15, 20 minutes, just walking slowly on it. And over, okay. over, overlaid over the top was a was a softly spoken slash sort of whispered, just kind of getting yourself back into fitness and health and um, had a little bit of music overlaid to it as well. And actually, that was a really successful campaign to them because people were less thinking about, okay, I need to buy this item, but more thinking about, I need to get back into health and fitness and, oh, yeah. and, oh okay, this product can help me. In that kind of sense, that was more of the soft sell rather than getting them to think I need to click this button. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. But... <laughs> it reminds me of the things you can listen to when you were at a university or whatever to, to learn things. So as you're falling asleep, you listen to a, a lecture and it's supposed to go in. <laughs> 
you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a lot of what ASMR kind of really advertising can be, to be honest, because yeah. it is that kind of subliminal kind of you're falling asleep yeah. to it and you're kind of being brainwashed into thinking, yeah, <laughs> yeah I need this, I need this. We, we find though actually people like really interested, like even if you're not doing like a, a video with a brand, mm. see anything, it could be anything, like lipstick you're wearing, clothes yes. you're wearing, people are yep. so interested in what yeah. you're using like can be candle like do you know what I mean anything at all They're anything really, in the video anything yeah, you're really wearing they are so it. interested and want to know where you've bought it from so do you know what I mean okay. even at that like you're like mm. just showing a product that you're not trying to sell people are interested and they're going to buy it okay this is such an interesting area I mean I could talk like this for hours but uh, <laughs> we're kind, kind of at the end of of the time we've got but listen thank you so much for um for agreeing to talk to me about this it's uh it's it's a fascinating area and like i say it's it's becoming more mainstream among my networks among marketers at the moment so i'm sure you guys are going to be very busy over the next couple of years <laughs> do you just want to um take it in turns just to let people know where they can find you if they want to contact you okay <laughs> so <laughs> The one like with the kind of Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I get into a taxi in Glasgow and they're like, where are you from? Like here. Um, so, um, so I'm Scottish Murmurs ASMR. Um, so you can find me on YouTube at Scottish Murmurs or you can also contact my email, which is scottishmurmurs at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Instagram under Scottish Murmurs. Lovely. And the one with the um, apparently posh English accent <laughs> is Creative Calm ASMR. And um, you can contact me on info at creativecalmasmr.com or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ccalmasmr. Lovely. Thank you so much. And I just before before we go, I just want to point out another podcast that people should go and listen to. Uh, there's a podcast called Stuff You Should Know, and they did a great episode on ASMR just a couple of weeks ago, actually. And it covers all the sort of scientific background to it and where it's come from well worth a listen so go listen to that too but yeah thank you so much both of you i really appreciate your time thank you no worries thank you you can subscribe to digital download on itunes google podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts and if you've got any ideas for future topics you'd like to see covered or people you'd like to hear from contact me on twitter where i'm at the paul sutton thank you for listening like the weird internet fetish. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, don't look we're, at me. Yeah, we're not going to look at each other. Right. Okay. <laughs> we, we were successful in not bursting out laughing. Oh. <laughs> you were on the verge, though, weren't you? <laughs>